what triggered this bizarre behavior. Journey into the cold heart of northern darkness with Nordic crimes. That case uh, became like a scene from a horror movie. A new true crime documentary series that chilled the bone. The hunger for killing is increasing in the course of these homicides. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nordic Crimes is a part of the Acast family. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hours ago, the convicted killer of a Lakeland lottery winner was back in court. More than a decade after her conviction, Dee Dee Moore is asking a judge to grant her a new trial. Hello, and welcome back to One Minute Remaining. My name is Jack Lawrence, the host and creator of this show. Today, we follow up on the first ever case that we dealt with here on OMR. The story of Doris Moore, convicted for the murder of lottery winner Abraham Lee Shakespeare in 2012. It's a crime she has always maintained she's innocent of. So Doris and I have been chatting back and forth for the past few months as she had been granted a new evidentiary hearing. No small feat when it comes to the US justice system. Getting back into court is high on the list of all the men and women I speak with on the show, as well as tens of thousands of other incarcerated men and women across the United States. It's that opportunity to plead your case in front of a judge, in front of someone who could potentially set you on the path to freedom. During this process of waiting for her evidentiary hearing, Doris was being held in county jail. Completely different environment to prison, as you have many short-term inmates coming and going on a daily basis. And it would appear a much more unruly environment. I've noticed a lot of difference in um, things that I noticed that work better in prison for behavior-wise than what doesn't work here. Like here, it's like a mass punishment thing. Yeah, so what one person messes up and then everyone gets put in lockdown, I imagine. Right. So why do I care? Yeah. (laughs) We're all going to sit there and suffer. (laughs) You know, we we had a shakedown last week because one person 
was doing cat calls. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, What's a cat because call? Because one person does that, kind of like when the officers did um, up there. She was going meow, 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 you know, like making noises. Oh, so it was quite literally and, a cat call. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but we all got punished for it. The thing is, is, instead of picking out that one individual or, like, say, one individual's acting up, instead of putting them in the holding cell like the other shift, one shift has got it under control. They are no tolerance, and everybody behaves on that shift. So, like, when they come in, no one misbehaves because that shift will put you in the holding cell if you act out. And so you're put in the holding cell for two hours, and they don't want to be put in the holding cell for two hours, so they don't misbehave. And then the ones that come in and out, the same ones for drugs, it's sad to see the amount of young and youthful kids on the drugs. It's crazy, the amount of kids on drugs and and listening to the reasons of why they're on drugs is, is beyond me. Nonetheless, Doris seemed in high spirits about the impending evidentiary hearing, saying that her and her attorney were very confident of a good result. Have you heard much from your attorney? Yeah, um, I touch base with my attorney weekly. Um, she's visited me a couple times on the prompter. Um, she's coming um, because now we're getting down to the wire. We're at 30 days, so um, we're at 30 days to June 28th. Um, you know, so we're right there to the wire. We're excited. Everything's going great. Um, it's uh, uh, some other new things have happened. I can't talk about on the phone, but I'm like, I'm blown away. Okay. It's um, I, it, I'm speechless. I really want to tell you, but I can't. Um, no, fair enough. What's happening with the DNA <laughs> test? She doesn't even think we're going to have it. She thinks that they're going to exonerate me before the court date. She thinks that um, it's going to be, uh, I'll be exonerated before the court date. So she thinks they're going to go for a straight That's exoneration? That's what my lawyer says. Straight exoneration? Yeah. Uh, off the back of all the audio recordings and everything? Yeah, um, yeah. So we're looking at we're looking at 28th, yeah. isn't it? The 28th of June? Yeah. Right. Yep, 28th of June. But like she said, you, you know, um, you can't deny that um, there's DNA at the crime scene of another male. You can't deny they didn't go around looking at the hospitals to see if another male was hurt at the hospitals. You can't deny that there wasn't um, paid off officers. Um, you can't deny there wasn't drug dealers involved. You can't deny that that somebody didn't go by my mom's house to try to scare me. I'm so, surprised that the the DNA that we're not gonna that the DNA is not gonna be needed because I would have thought that would be a a hundred percent like. Oh, who, the DNA is gonna be the DNA is gonna be needed. Yeah, right. But, yeah, the DNA is gonna be needed, but it's gonna show who did it. In order to get back into court for something like an evidentiary hearing, you really need to have a strong argument and potential game-changing evidence that was not presented in your original trial. And it would seem Doris had exactly that in some of her arguments. Her main claims are mainly that she received ineffective counsel during her trial, which was held in Hillsborough County Circuit Court. Part of the claim is that evidence that she believes helped prove her innocent was overlooked or ignored by her defence attorney at the time. As part of these proceedings, Therese and her new attorney, Rachel Reese, plan to subpoena a witness 
former girlfriend of Abraham's, who Derice has on her own recordings discussing some serious allegations. However, Derice would message me one evening to let me know that she'd been railroaded, found out that her witness had passed away. Thank you for using Global Telling. Hello. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What's happening? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what isn't happening? Yeah. I just can't believe it. I'm still in shock. I guess I'm just, I don't know. I'm just still flabbergasted. Um, did you look to see if it happened before or after your podcast started airing? It happened a year ago. Before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it happened in May. And I don't think she was well because I can't see what she was, what was wrong. But I, I, was just, I had a quick look at her son's Facebook page and no one really said anything about what had happened. But there was someone who said, oh, at least she's not any, in any pain any longer. So, I mean, I'm obviously reading into that, but usually, uh-huh. usually that seems like someone's not been well. Okay. Well, yeah, but she had an addiction problem. So She won a million dollars as well. I know, but she must have already been out of money. Yeah. Or they wouldn't have had a GoFundMe page. It looks like it happened in May of last year. May? Okay. If sure. this happened well, a year he, ago, how, he, he, how are you only finding out that she's dead now? Um, because she went to subpoena her for the subpoena um, because she's one of my witnesses. And um, we found out we couldn't subpoena her because she's passed away. Because yeah, right. when we took her statement, her statement was a while back. So when we went to reissue it to get the actual subpoena for her to come to court, because now it's court time, right? Um, we found out we couldn't because she's not alive anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. So, okay. So what happens um, now? Well, we have to use her video testimony um, in her statements. Also, there's another guy in the video. So we're going to see if see if we can track him down right. um, because, you know, of course, he's a witness. So, are so, you, so you're not going um, back to court on the 28th? Coming, oh, okay. I'll know tomorrow. Right, that's, okay. Everything is up in the air tomorrow. Right. Um, the main witness was Antoinette Andrews for the 28th. Yeah. She was supposed to testify on my behalf. We were relying on her testimony and then, of course, all the other stuff. I have enough still to be found innocent, but we're going to have to use all the videotapes and all that. So we're just going to have to go about it a different way. And it's going to delay it because there's another guy in that video that speaks. And so we're going to locate him and use him. As Doris says there, they had a backup plan. Another guy who appears in these recordings. Well, when they tried to track him down, they discovered that he also is deceased. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. With these setbacks, Doris's evidentiary hearing would still, of course, go ahead. Hours ago, the convicted killer of a Lakeland lottery winner was back in court. More than a decade after her conviction, Dee Dee Moore is asking a judge to grant her a new trial. Doris would list 12 grounds for seeking either a nullification of her sentence or a new trial, all involving claims that her former lawyer, Byron Hilleman, was ineffective in defending her during her trial. Hilleman, her former attorney, has since passed away in January of this year. She has claimed that evidence showed Abraham was alive months after the date prosecutors asserted that she had killed him. And she wrote that her former attorney would fail to investigate and present supporting evidence. She said that her lawyer failed to call witnesses who could have refuted the prosecution's narrative. Moore is serving a life sentence for the murder of Abraham Shakespeare in 2009. Shakespeare won a $30 million lottery. Prosecutors say Moore befriended him, stole his money then killed him. Doris has also alleged prosecutorial misconduct, claiming that the state manipulated some of the evidence during the trial and failed to share evidence favourable to her. She says that prosecutors allowed false testimony from witnesses. Now, Moore and her defence team claim that they have a recording from Shakespeare's former girlfriend who alleges another killer paid investigators to pursue Moore as a suspect. The system is corrupt. She lists the officers' names to me. On the recording. On the recording. A judge is now deciding whether to grant Moore's motion. So obviously you went there with the DNA evidence, your recordings, um, and what was the judge's response to those elements that you took? Um, I went with the DNA evidence and I found out that not only one of my witnesses died, but two of them died. So not only did Antoinette die, but I found out that the other witness had died too. And both of them were in their 40s. That was a devastating blow to me. I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. Um, I'm still reeling from that. And then the other evidence that I found out that while I was there, I found out that there was other discovery that I still haven't gotten, that the state still hasn't turned over. 
Now, Andrew Warren, the state attorney, uh, filed a detailed response in 2020 and he rebutted DeReese's claims. However, he did concede that an evidentiary hearing was needed to resolve parts of two claims involving this blood DNA evidence. The prosecutor downplayed the significance of the DNA. So he has downplayed the significance of the DNA and says the DNA is minor DNA. And everybody else feels like the DNA was determined it was male DNA on the one. So therefore, the DNA is not my DNA. Um, So it doesn't matter that it's minor DNA for the fact that it's still human DNA and the DNA is not my DNA. So you cannot downplay the DNA. The DNA has an importance because the importance of it, it is not my DNA and it is human DNA. So you can call it anything you want to call it. You can call it small, medium, large, whatever you want. For those who need a quick refresher, there was blood DNA evidence found at the crime scene that was stated to be of a non-Caucasian male and did not belong to Abraham Lee Shakespeare or, of course, Doris Moore. So the question is still remaining. Whose blood was at that crime scene? So what, where were we left after that um, evidentiary hearing? Well, what's next is we go to the higher courts. Uh, I guess it would be the jurisdict. Um, what will be now is we argue the fact that the DNAs, um, of the DNA is important. Um, right now, um, they consider the DNA a minor DNA. It's still a male DNA. It's, it, there's three DNAs at the crime scene. None are mine. So we argue the fact that there's DNA at the crime scene. We argue the fact that there's drug dealers talking about paying off police officers, of course, the importance of that. Um, and then that we put the other DVDs, but now everything comes into play now so that we can put all the evidence back in play. At the hearing, Doris also would claim that Lakeland police officers were taking bribes from drug dealers. Audio that she's also supplied me, where you can hear conversations about certain officers taking money from drug dealers. Now, a spokesperson was approached from the Lakeland Police Department for comment, but they had no comment on that allegation. So what did, the, what did the judge say about these recordings? Did, was she, did she say that she would listen to them or she wasn't going to listen to them? She actually sealed them so the public can't hear it, but she actually listened to them. For those fully across the Doris Moore story, you'll know that she has several recordings she made during the course of the entire Abraham saga. Recordings that call into question what really went on. One of these recordings is of a former girlfriend of Abraham's, and Doris says it contains Miss Andrews alleging the real killer is a drug dealer who paid off investigating officers. The state argues these allegations are merely hearsay, with the assistant state attorney telling the judge at the evidentiary hearing that there are several problems with using private recorded evidence. And I quote, There's no way to judge the veracity or the truth of what she's saying in the recordings. The judge, however, did allow the tapes to be entered in as evidence. However, it is to work out what Doris's counsel did or did not do with this discovery. As mentioned, Doris's attorney from her original trial has since passed away. However, the co-counsel in the case, Christopher Bolt, did attend the evidentiary hearing and take the stand. 
He would defend the work that was done on the case. However, Derese says he did make one admission regarding the recordings towards the end of the hearing. He finally admits at the end, in evidentiary, he finally admits what actually he helped us because at the end he finally admits that he would have handled my case differently if he would have had it. So pretty much that consists of a win. With most judges, it would have consisted of a win for us because he just admitted if he had the tape back then, he would have handled the situation differently, meaning due diligence. He should have found that tape when I asked for it. You know what I mean? So he had it in his possession the whole time. So if he would have looked for it and found it, and he would have used it with Andrews and confronted her with it, then she wouldn't have been able to lie, and I would have never been in that situation. You have one minute remaining. Do you want me to call you back this week? Uh, yeah, so do you want to give me a call back tomorrow? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, All right, I'll do that. All right. um, you have a good night. Uh, call me If you want to call me 6.30, and I'll, I'll make sure uh, I'll sit around just in case you're a bit late. All that's left yet again is more waiting time. Derese will now wait to see if the judge will issue a ruling on whether or not she needs a new trial. One Minute Remaining is a Mashed Pumpkin production, created, hosted and produced by Jack Lawrence. Audio and sound design by Jack Lawrence and Dom Evans of ESA. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.